Welcome to the Tiger Mike Sports Show Podcast, where sports is life. Here are your hosts, Tiger Mike Ingram and J.R. Duran. Welcome to the Tiger Mike Sports Show Podcast. I'm your host, Tiger Mike Ingram, and with me is my good friend J.R. Duran with his golden calf. J.R., how is your golden calf doing? This is actually, the correct term is silver bear, silver, but my silver, silver bear. bear is fine. Okay. I picked this up a couple years ago from Target after Christmas um, because one of the nicknames that my wife has for me is the bear. A bear. Right? So, oh, Oso is yeah. going to be mad about that because you're, you're not the Oso. Yeah. That's true. So I picked up this bear, and he sits on my desk. Uh, okay. And my kid, Addison, my kid, she likes to come in here and uh, play with him every once in a while. He's a nice guy. Oh, okay. Well, I couldn't really tell what it was because you were moving around. I thought it was a calf. but So it is a silver bear, a silver bear. So so speaking of uh, silver bears, what's going on in Jacksonville? Um, in Jacksonville, uh, crazy uh, inclement weather with some – I had some – Insane winds blow through the neighborhood last night. I was driving home from from uh, a diaper run slash red box run with my toddler, and like some sticks smacked against my windshield, and it was like crazy. It was like the storm is coming for me. So, oh, wow. I mean, you know, we're try- trying to get home and get in, and you know, the winds, you know, 40, 40, 50 miles an hour. They just sweep in ahead of the thunderstorm because you know, high pressure, low pressure, stuff like that. So, uh, it, it was pretty crazy, but. Thankfully, no branches fell on our home, and uh, another storm is headed our way tonight. So it's been raining here for like three weeks every day. Wow, that's crazy. So what tropical storm is it called now? Um, this isn't a tropical storm. This is just your average, like, generic Florida storm. Ah. But what I've noticed, though, this year, like, so far, they've been a lot stronger. Like, Really? Uh, high winds, a lot of rain. Um, but yeah, for Alberto... The, the tropical storm, mm-hmm. like we were in between bands. So like we didn't get like a lot of heavy rain like they did in Baltimore and, um, and farther South in Florida. Oh, nice. Well, at least, at least you were yeah. spared from that. And then this storm didn't destroy your house. Cause that would have really sucked. Well, yeah. And that's the thing Like when you're a parent, my wife, more so than me, you worry like, okay, there's trees around our house, trees equal branches falling off onto your house. And even worse, the whole tree itself. So, like, we had a tree, a tree guy come out, and he's like, "Oh, if, you, if it looks like if the the storm comes or a hurricane comes, this one's going to blow in the street. You guys shouldn't worry about it, but you need to cut it down in three to five years or four to seven years or something. Twenty one hundred dollars, man, to oh. chop down a tree. Can you believe that? Wow. Yeah, can't you just grab a truck and chain it up and just uproot it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, look, we live in the civilized part of Florida. Okay. 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 Where people okay. actually go in there with cranes and chainsaws. But yeah, I mean, if, <laughs> if, we, if we had like 30 acres, you know, in the middle of the state somewhere, mm-hmm. we, you know, yeah, we'd pull it down with a tree trunk. Although my uncle lives in Douglasville, which is outside of Atlanta mm-hmm. and him and his son, um, he and his son, they do that, man. Oh, like they, they get some ropes, they tie up some, the pine trees in their backyard if they're dying. And then he starts hacking away with a chainsaw oh, wow. and they've got it to, Pretty much where they can make the tree fall wherever they want. Nice. That makes it makes it a lot easier. So you, you are civilized out there in Jacksonville. You don't need that truck to get out that tree. 
Well, yeah, and that see, I was talking about this with this guy from Phoenix today, mm-hmm. who has lived in a lot of different cities by himself and with his wife, and talking about the the value of living in many different places because of what it teaches you is to is to find the good in the city you're in and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we feel like because we've lived in all these different cities, big cities, small cities, that we can actually enjoy parts of Florida that most people uh, from California, for example, would just scoff at. You know, yeah, like, like oh. hey, if 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 you're not from the east then the only place you think about ever living in Florida is Miami, but there's a lot of cool places here. So, yeah, Bienvenidos a Miami. Yeah. And look, you don't even have to speak Spanish to come to Jacksonville. <laughs> well, That's, it would yeah. help though, right? Would it help? Oh, yeah, it would help in some parts of town, but mm-hmm. um, for the most part, you know. I mean, not that I have anything about being required to speak Spanish. I think every U.S. citizen should become proficient in Spanish and English. Um but that's for our other political show. So yes. how, how's, life, how's life in Phoenix, man? It's going good. It's, 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 getting, hot. it's getting hot. Yeah, it's getting super hot. It was already one. Let me check my phone. I think it's already up to 108. And normally we don't get this hot till the end of June or middle of June. So I remember one, a couple of summers ago, I, I, I worked at a, a summer camp. And then when I left, it was like 80s. Then when I came back, because we actually went up to Prescott and then, you know, up in the, up in, you know, north then. You know, once I came back, it was 117. So it went from the 80s to 117. So what is it right now? So yeah, it's 107 right now, 107 degrees right now here in Phoenix, Arizona. And so, I mean, what do you do? Is is this the kind of thing where like you just don't go outside? Or is it like when it rains here, like you just run as fast as you can from your front door to your car? Essentially. So you don't yeah, essentially, melt? Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't, I'm melting. Yeah, you don't want to melt. Yeah, you, well, you just... You, Depends on what you want to do. Like you get acclimated, but it, honestly, anything over 105 is hot. I don't care because they say, "Oh, it's a dry heat." They said it doesn't matter. Anything over 105, it's hot, and it'll get up to 115, 117. That's gonna really suck. But yeah, you just stay inside, or then when you gotta go out somewhere, just hope turn your AC on, then drive there, get your stuff, come back. Yeah, because it's yeah. you can't stay out for too long, as you'll melt. Yeah. Man, I I don't know what I would do. I mean, okay, so today it got like to ninety three, but uh-huh. we have everything like very. It's more humid though, right? Yeah, it is, but it's it's what you don't understand is like once it hits like ninety or a hundred, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, dude. It's unless it's it. like ninety percent humidity. <laughs> yeah, that's when it's the worst. But you know, like you know, once once it hits ninety ninety five, that's just real hot. I'm just grateful we have a garage, dude, because mm-hmm. like. We can, we can, like when it's raining or when it's super hot, just run into the garage, start the car, pull out, and we never get like full exposure yeah, you want it. to the heat. Yeah, because it yeah. keeps you nice and cool. But yeah, that, like I said, it just depends on how, like I've been in New Orleans when it was like 100 and 100% humidity. That's hot too. You're like sweating. Well, so after you take a shower, you're already walking out and it's, you're already sweaty. That's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. And okay, so this is the thing I remember. Like in San Diego, it gets in the nineties in the summer. Mm-hmm. My 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 air conditioning broke in my car while I was going like to a job interview, and just I, re- I remember just being soaked, man. That's when you have to bring like two shirts. Yep, just to be like the shirt that safe. you wear. When you, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but uh, it's. I think the general consensus is that the heat sucks, and it shouldn't be here this soon, but it is. Yep. Global warming, right? Talking of our uh, future political show, the Tiger and Jr. Politics Show. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah, we would have a lot to talk about. We in, would. The, in the early in the early days of the Tiger Mike Sports Show, 
there was a lot of political talk because that was at the at the at the height at the mm-hmm. apex of yeah, the, the Colin, Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Yep, Kaepernick and yeah. and Ezekiel Elliott. Now, now we could talk a little bit about it, but it's not as prevalent as it was a year ago. But yeah, because you got the the owners now. You know, now they say either go into the stay in the locker room or the home team decides. And then if you if you kneel or don't stand during the anthem, you get you get fined. Well, that's true. And the other, okay, I know we're, we're jumping the gun here a little bit, but I, I found that the the evidence from the deposition pretty fascinating that Jerry Jones basically said, mm-hmm. Trump told me like, bro, you got to make the player stand because this is good for me. Yep. And then it's like, oh, this is, a, this, this is illegal. You know, the president can't, you know, use his political, you can't tell a private business to do something because it helps the president's popularity or something that's not going to happen but still it was it was very interesting mm-hmm. yep yep oh yeah so so speak back to phoenix yeah i, I got to uh, help out at that uh, quarterbacks camp here in phoenix and i got to meet kurt warner we got to go we got to go to his house so this guy uh, kurt warner he, he's a nice guy he has a half football field so he has a 50 yard football field in his backyard and he has a full court basketball court at his his house in his backyard. I could even see the house and the house. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say this over there, but the, uh, we'll just say the house. The college kids, because the guy, I, his name is Dennis Guile. He he trains the college kids, and then those college kids uh, help or counselors at this uh, youth uh, quarterback camp. So I'll just say that uh, the 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 house that these college kids and the coaches were staying at was very nice. They had a nice backyard, big pool, but I'm not going to say how big the house was because I might get in trouble. So we'll just leave it at that. We'll just say Kurt Warner was nice. He had a nice backyard, and the house the college kids and the football coaches were staying at was very nice. Well, that's that's very nice. Okay, so Tiger Mike, first of all, let's just talk about the fact that you flooded Instagram with live footage, well, pre-recorded or taped footage of you dropping dimes to receivers, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, it was, it was they. Uh, well, hopefully, this will happen. So, so the 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 player I was throwing it to, he plays at University of South Florida, and you want this is actually very funny. So he thinks that they are the national champs because he he has this big fat ring that says national champs. But you know, as we as we know, Alabama was a national champions. But their their argument is that they beat the teams that beat. Uh, Alabama and Georgia, so they think they're the national champs. What do you think? Well, okay, that? is this is this USF or UCF? You uh, UCF one that Shaquem plays for. Okay, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Wait, is it okay? Because I I thought USF? UCF. Hold on, let me. Wait, yeah. I, I always get them confused. So the, so the the guy I was throwing it to was Emmanuel Logan Green. He's a wide receiver on is it UCF or USF? UCF. Okay, because they're the ones that were undefeated. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they that were, makes sense. They were the undefeated ones. Yeah. Undefeated team. Well, and I heard them. I heard guys on the radio bashing them, like, "Oh, mm-hmm. it's so cute that you call yourself champions, but you weren't." So that doesn't look good. It's not a good look on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> well, you so- go. You go. <laughs> go ahead. No, I was gonna say sorry, Manny. I don't even remember what you know what school you play for, but but speaking of which, Manny's a great guy. He was the guy I, I was I was passing the ball to, and yeah. This, so this was the argument that he was joking around with the other college kids because he has that big fat national championship ring and technically they're not national championship champions at ucf oh yeah well i i mean that's interesting 
uh, if if they thought they deserved it, then yeah, they're undefeated. Yes, man. Yeah, who knows? And it is a statement maker. Like the team's undefeated. Yeah. They're a great team. Had um, a, a great player on their team that brought a lot of notoriety. And who knows? You just never know. Like yeah, you, you think like okay, Alabama would have beat them. Yep. If Alabama didn't beat them, Oklahoma would have beat them. But Fiesta Bowl, Boise State mm-hmm. versus Oklahoma. Yep. Two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Or two thousand eight. Trick play. Yeah. Yep. Adrian Peterson last week. You know, he was on that team for Oklahoma. Yeah, like you you never, just never know. You never know. And there was a proposal too, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So I like it. I think it shows a little spirit. It shows a little fight, and they um, they beat some good teams. So mm-hmm. yeah. So Emmanuel Manny, his name is Emmanuel Logan Green, but I call him Manny. So his Instagram username is Touchdown Manny, spelled M A N N I E. So the reason I took those those videos was because he's teammates with Shaquem Griffin on the Seattle Seahawks. So we're hoping that we can get Shaquem on the podcast, and he's going to try to get Shaquem on the, on the podcast with us. So let's cross our fingers, say some prayers or have positive thoughts, whatever the listeners do. So do your, do your thing. And maybe we can get Shaquem Griffin on the Tiger Mike sports show and talk about him. Yeah, that would be great. And here, okay. So here's the thing, listeners out there, you think like, okay, Tiger Mike sports show. This is a new show. We've had less than 20 episodes, but what everybody needs to remember is that both you and I, like we're, journalists like professionals mm-hmm. so you you were doing a sports show i was a, a reporter at a daily newspaper so this isn't like oh these guys are a bunch of you know rookies who are just trying to trying to get an interview with somebody really famous so it helps them no we've actually interviewed athletes we've yeah. interviewed important people we we have done some good journalism so mm-hmm. yeah we're no am- we're no amateurs this is not the, yeah this is not the amateur sports show podcast now i will say this in high school I was a reporter for the Valhalla Saga oh. in El Cajon, California. Uh, and I had um, an opportunity to interview Rashawn Salam, Heisman Trophy winner. Who, oh, wow. Who passed on at a relatively young age. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he came to our school and they're like, okay, you can talk to him before this, this, uh, the presentation he's going to give to the student body. You can talk to him off in the side room in the gym. I chickened out. I was too oh, afraid. Were you scared? <laughs> I, never, I never showed up to the interview. Oh. I was too afraid. That's messed up. He's like looking forward to talking to you. And oh, where, where's J.R. Duran? Oh, he's not here. Oh, maybe he's sick. <laughs> yeah. So um, that that was that was funny. That, that never happened again. Because um, now I think it's really it's it's interesting to be able to interview people. Mm-hmm. Just because you're a reporter, like it's a free pass to talk to interesting people is how I look at it. It is. You, you you get to talk to people that most people don't get to talk to, whether news or sports. I I reported for news and sports, so I got to talk to a lot of different people from Medford, Oregon. And even when I was interning in San Diego, Sacramento, I got to talk to athletes, people, general coaches, general people, and hear their, hear their take and opinion. Yeah. So... Uh, that would be great. Yeah. yeah, just having guests on the show is 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 fun. Yeah, it is. Oh, speaking of San Diego, and now you talked about the hall of this, so I'm going to bring something in too. So there's, there's a guy who went to uh, Grossmont High School. His name is Josh. I won't say his last name because I don't I don't know if he wants his last name out there. But I met a guy named Josh who uh, started like sports leagues out in Steel Canyon, that area, you know, out there in East County, and he. He started a basketball league with Matt Hammett, pastor of Flood Church in San Diego. 
So it was like oh, a, okay. it was like a small, very small world because he, you know, he went to Grossmont High. We were talking Aztec sports, you know, basketball, football. You know, he coaches football and basketball, so it was good to talk old times, you know, in in San Diego. So it was a pleasure meeting you, Josh. Yeah, friend of the show. Yep. So hopefully, maybe we get him on too, because he knows a lot about he knows a lot about football as well. So a lot, a lot of it's a small world when you start getting into you know sports, the sports world, or you know media world, because there's always there's always a connection. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right, everyone. Well, welcome to the show after our long rant. So these are the trending sports stories of the week. So we're going to talk about NBA Finals Game One. We're going to talk about LeBron's. Awesome play. We're going to talk about J.R. Smith's brain fart. Uh, the NFL, Clay Matthews got a line drive softball to his face, so broke his nose. So hopefully he's he's doing well. And he, hey, do you want to even talk about? You might as well add this in. Do you want to talk about the the new rule for the anthem? Should we talk about it? Might as well. Yeah, might as well. Let's do yeah, it. Let's do it. Okay, so we're going to talk about the new anthem rule that the owners in the NFL have decided to do. Then we will talk about the Memorial Tournament. Tiger Woods uh, finished tied for 23rd, started off hot. Then the putter let him down. So the putter is not Tiger's friend right now, but hopefully he'll get it. Everything straightened out. for the, Isn't the PGA Championship next week or two weeks away? Yes. Yep, so hopefully he gets it then. So those are the trending sports stories of the week. All right, so now to the NBA Finals Game 1. Ooh, there's a lot to unpack here. All right, so so Jr. Let's just talk about your your thoughts on Game One. My thoughts on Game One were were this: one, uh, the Warriors didn't look as strong as they've looked in the past, especially in a Game One at home. Um, the Cavs were able to counter uh, the Warriors' runs, especially one in the fourth quarter. I think where they went up by seven, seven or eight, uh, and and Cleve was actually able to counter that, which a lot of teams can't. Yep. And really when it gets down to it, um, I just, I, I see LeBron now as like this Gerard Butler in 300 character where he is like the most badass basketball player that you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's a good chance he's going to lose. Yep. Right? This is Sparta. <laughs> so that, you know, the Spartans are going to lose against the Persians. You know it. Yeah. That's... But you have such a tremendous amount of respect for the guy who's leading them. And so mm-hmm. it, I, I got that vibe, like scoring 51 points, tying Michael Jordan for most playoff games with 30 points, at, or at least 30 points scored. Um, and I just thought that game had everything, man. All, you know, that last minute was crazy with the refs reviewing the call to see if he was in the restricted area and then not even making a ruling on that, uh, but but on the block itself. And the J.R. Smith play, I mean, yep. Tiger Mike, that was one of the most interesting basketball games that I have ever seen. It's For me, it's up there with the Cubs Game 7 World Series where there was the rain delay, right? Yep. Um, so I was. it was a fascinating game. What did you think? I thought it was an awesome game. We saw greatness, and depending on what you thought of certain official calls, like the 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 foul on LeBron when KD went to the free throw line, I forget what the score was, but actually it wasn't a foul on LeBron. It was actually a foul on uh, what's his face. Uh, now my mind's going blank. Um, it was a hill. No, was hill covering. 
No, 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 no. Hill, no, Hill shot. No, Hill shot free throws. He was the one that. Oh, Jeff Green. It was Jeff Green. No, no, no. It wasn't. Right? Je- no, no, it wasn't Jeff Green. It was. Uh, oh. What's his name? My his dad used to play for the Cavs before. Larry uh, Nance Jr. Larry Nance Jr. So Larry Nance. <laughs> yeah. So Larry Nance Jr. Uh, fouled uh, KD on the shoulder. It wasn't LeBron. So it was still a foul. They just called the wrong the, the wrong person. It was still a foul. And then, the, but the bad call was was on uh, George Hill. He did. Uh, he stripped the ball clean against KD, so that was yeah. that was a clean strip. So that that was a a bad call. But the the charge slash block. If you look at the replay, it was a block because he was still moving. You can make the argument he was in defensive position, but he was still moving and his shoulders weren't square. Normally, at least how the rule is is your shoulders have to be square and you can't be moving. So his left shoulder was dipped and he was still moving when he got into position. So I. I think that was a block. That was not a charge. But should it, should they have changed it? Because LeBron clearly was in front of the restricted area. But that that's just a, an official, you know, the officials disagree. So normally when officials disagree like that, it's, it's just a jump ball. They wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't review it. But I guess one of the officials thought he was close enough to the restricted area where where they have to go review it. So that that's where it causes the trouble because – Essentially, it was a bang bang play. So if you if you watch it live, it probably looked like a, a charge. But as the replay shows, it was it was a block. Well, yeah, and I, that's the one thing that really confused me when I was listening to to the TV commentaries. To me, it looked pretty obvious. LeBron was sliding his body in at about a forty five degree angle in relation to Kevin Durant, yep. and he was still moving mm-hmm. when he made contact. So I'm like, eh, to me, it just doesn't. I mean, that's. That's it's it's a foul because he's moving and he's not squared up. Yep. Um, but the thing is, like, to have the stones to take that to replay and then to reverse it when you actually went to the replay for something totally different, yeah, like that's crazy. Now I think it was the right call, and if this was the NFL, you know, and and it was a fumble, for example, and they went in and they realized that oh, we called it a fumble, but it wasn't a fumble. You know that we would be like, okay, great job, you guys basically saved yourself from, from becoming idiots for the rest of your life for missing this call. So, I mean, in that sense, I think it was great. But just the fact that they were willing to to reverse it, I mean, at that juncture in the game, look, if they don't reverse that that call, yep, LeBron goes. Yeah, a chance is over. Yeah, the game's over. Well, I think they're up by two at that point. Well, hypothet- yeah. hypothetically, let's say they don't go and reverse it. They were both because one referee said block, the other referee said charge. So normally in that case you have a jump ball. So then you you jump at a half court. So then who then you get in the hypothetical, well, who would have won the jump ball? And you can maybe make the argument that the the Warriors would have because they got, you know, Kevin Durant. He can jump higher. He has longer arms. He can probably out jump uh or get to the ball. Maybe he can't out jump LeBron, but he since he has longer arms, this is just physics, he can get to the ball faster than LeBron would by the time by the time LeBron hit his apex and his jump. Yeah. And so I think okay. So we'll, we'll let's say that that they don't call it, and there is no jump ball. The Cavs get the ball back. LeBron gets the two free throws. He's going to make at least one or two, probably two or two, four points. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like the Warriors at that point had the had anything going to where you know they would have made a three, let alone a two. So yeah, the momentum, even if they made a three, they'd still be down one. Yeah, and. You know, then you get to the the, the final play, man. Yeah. George Hill shooting those free throws. I mean, mm-hmm. 
Tiger Mike, have you ever seen anything like that in a, in a game of that magnitude? The, the only the only thing I can think of, and this is probably up there with one of the worst plays in in sports history, is is Chris Webber's timeout call. But that but that's not that wasn't a a a chance to score play. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Like like Jr. could have shot it, but with the layup. But this was is when he got trapped in the corner. At least Jr. was right under the basket. He could have shot it, even though people say uh, Kevin Durant would have blocked it. You don't know that. Or that or at least kick it out to LeBron right away before, you know, before time expires. But yeah, that was the craziest, you know, thing I've ever seen. Cause it's like, are you kidding me right now? That's an idiotic play. Either shoot it or pass it to LeBron. Then, well, for one, George Hill should have made that free throw because he was like, oh, yeah. he was like a 90% free throw shooter. But, you know, the, the, the weight of the moment got to him and he got it short. Well, and then I don't know what Durant was thinking. He should have boxed out. Oh, that's what I was Smith. thinking. I was like, He's so bro, you, he, was getting, he was so lazy on the boards. He it's was. like, dude, yeah. you box him out. You guys may not have to go to overtime, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? But yeah, just like JR's done stupid stuff like that before. And, and, and it's been, so I, I gotta, I gotta be, choose my words carefully because I don't want to do, you know, libel and uh, defame him. But there, there's been some uh, reports that he smokes the ganja. So maybe maybe this is a good time to say, hey kids, don't smoke ganja before, don't smoke the weed before a basketball game. Maybe stuff like this wouldn't happen. Well, and there were a a litany of memes on Twitter yep. <laughs> after the game, alluding to the fact that he had to be drunk, like or, or high, <laughs> or high, <laughs> to make that call. But I mean, I like i just i couldn't believe it because he had a he had a clear shot it seemed like or just pump once and go up for a shot yeah, draw contact fake. and yeah. the game's over mm-hmm. you know yep. we'll um, kick it out to lebron lebron would have made probably you never know he might have missed the shot but at least he would have had time to take a jumper or do something and then what i mean they even had a chance to win it when he kicked it out to the wing but i just thought but yep. you know it was like one of those moments where you think a lot of the thoughts within a span of like 3 seconds mm-hmm. and my main thought was like why is he not giving the ball to lebron like what what's happening and then he the guy i can't remember if it was hill who was in the corner or he was yeah he, he he finally kicked it to hill but the buzzer sounded and someone blocked got a piece of the yeah. three anyway so it would have been mute regardless and it was like what what just happened yeah you know and they're, they're playing the replays and smith looks like he's saying i thought we were up you know yeah that's um, what he well he probably thought since since hill's like a 90 percent free throw shirt he thought he made they the, the first one he made they were up one, the the game wasn't tied. Or he thought, yeah. so he thought, oh maybe we're up one. Then when he missed it, he was shocked, like oh man, he missed it. And then it was it was chaos. Then yeah, then it just went downhill from there, <laughs> man. Yeah, and that and then the Warriors just blew it up in overtime. But yep. I just I thought it was a classic game. I mean, it had controversy, boneheaded plays. It had Curry's half like well his thirty footer at the half halftime buzzer and. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's everything that you would have wanted out of an NBA game, I mean, it was it was tremendous. The only thing that would have made it sweeter is if LeBron could have had the last shot. Yeah, uh, and, but, made, and won it, or even even if he did win. Uh, but I'll we'll we'll talk about this later because you you think he's one of the greats of all time or tied for the greatest of all time. I will give you my counter arguments to why he's still not the greatest of all time because he he still had chances to win. But I'll I'll save that for later. But but yeah, yeah. But it, incredible game, yeah, and the, the, the classic game two is happening as we speak. So, mm-hmm. yep. So game two, and then we'll have 
our analysis on that on the next podcast of the Tiger Mike Sports Show. The Tiger Mike Sports Show. Yeah. Yep. So, so JR's brain fart. Yeah. Then yeah, that, that's one of those games that'll be on NBA Classics because it's always going to be the what if. What if that those fouls weren't called or LeBron got the ball or JR didn't have a brain fart? Because it, it was LeBron was dominant. You know, let's not take it, take anything away from him. He was 51 points, 8, 8, and 8. So, you know, no one scored 51 uh, over 50 points in an NBA Finals and lost. I think Jordan did 54, 55 against Barkley and a pretty good Suns team back in the night. Was it 93? Yeah, 93, yeah. So. Oh, is, that, is that Kevin Johnson, Marley, Barkley uh, Suns? Yeah, Danny Ainge, yep. Yeah. Was Tom Chambers still playing? He was, but he wasn't. He was traded, I think, to okay. another team. I actually met Tom Chambers. Uh, a couple of years ago, speaking of Tom Chambers, I met him oh, yeah. after a game, after a Suns game. He actually, it's kind of weird. He looks better now as he's gotten older than he did as a, a, a professional basketball player. I don't know if there's, you know, this is me being superficial, but I don't know if there was any plastic surgery. But I'm saying, like, if you look at some of his pictures, you know, when he was younger, it's like, oh, and then you see him now. It's like, oh, he, you know, he's, he was looking pretty good for a guy in his 50s. And after being elbowed in the face and the cheeks a few times. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, Tiger Mike, man, you were just name dropping left and right today. Yeah, but I can't remember Larry Nance Jr. for some reason. It's the, it's the heat. The, heat, the heat's getting yeah. to my head. <laughs> all right, all right. So, okay, so let's let's move on. So you think now, after that game, LeBron is one of the greatest, a GOAT. Not not the GOATs, but a GOATs or tied. Yeah, I and this is this is based on my perception of his body of work in the playoffs. Um, for the longest time, there was the knock on LeBron that he wasn't a clutch player. Um, and I think that really when they won their championship, I mean, you could argue that because his block led to Kyrie's three, but it was Kyrie who made the three that won the game. It wasn't, it wasn't LeBron. Um, but after watching him hit some game winners against the Celtics, especially that one where he's like floating in the air, one handed, off the glass to me that was a signature moment that one, I think, was, that one was against the raptors though right oh the raptors okay yeah yeah okay so so those two game-winning shots he had against the raptors one thing i think that people don't like about lebron is that he is not so much an artist on the court as he is like a a, a physical dominator people when people think of artistry they think of michael jordan i mean when, when they think about the way that he went through the air and the way that he made his shots sorry the way that he flew okay we we that is iconic and you, time. You even, yep. yeah time. and you bird was a great shooter you could say that as a shooter he was an artist but really when you're talking about artists you're thinking like magic um maybe john stockton but he's just not that inspiring you think magic and jordan those guys were were like pure artists on the court um uh, but i seeing lebron present some artistry at the end of those games and then just carrying this team that has no business being in the finals and doing it by having to beat the Celtics in Boston without Kevin Love. There's just not that many people that could do that like ever, I don't think. And just the amount of work and the points that he's been scoring and putting up 51 against, against the Golden State Warriors I don't think that he's the greatest of all time. I think he and Jordan are the greatest of all time. So they're tied at this point. Are they one A, one B, or one first and second? 
Well, I was talking to you uh, about this before the show. I think they have two different types of greatness. They're both amazing leaders on the court, um, but in their own way. They both can shoulder the burdens of their team when their team needs them in their own way. They both can score points in their own way. Um, so I just, I think that it's a different type of greatness, mm -hmm. um, but that the overall value of their greatness is equal. Okay. Which I know that Tiger Mike, you probably don't agree with that assessment. Well, I, I, I would agree with your assessment that he's one of the greats of all time, but he's not the greatest, like the, essentially the goat. Um, yeah. He, I would say he's the second best player of all time, but so uh, let me give you, I'll give you reasons why from even just examples from this game. Okay. So LeBron has the chance to win the game. Who does he pass it to and, and who gets fouled? He passes to George Hill who yep. gets fouled. So why doesn't he take, why doesn't he take the shot, take it on himself, take the, the game on his shoulders. And he has, he already has Curry on him. I think it was. So essentially it was the screen and roll with Curry and Draymond Green. So they switched. So he had, he had Curry because you know driven it to the hoop. The Warriors don't have a, a shot blocking center, so there's there's uh, no resistance to the basket essentially. So then why why you can either drive pull up jumper drive layup drive get fouled, but instead he drives and kicks it out to to George Hill. So if you're the greatest player and you want to win the game, why not take it on your yourself and win the game? Because you and and this is where. Even though Skip Bayless says some idiotic thing, this is where I agree with him. So any time that the LeBron's on the big stage, he always shrinks. He always passes the ball. Even in overtime, the first the first play in overtime when they get the ball, what does he do? He dishes to J.R. Smith. He doesn't take the easy score to the basket. So he doesn't have that. He's he's made great shots. He's made winning shots. But when 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 the stage gets big and the light's shining on him. He always passes the ball. That's what I've never understood is why would you pass it to lesser teammates when you can drive to the hoop, make a basket, drive the hoop, get fouled, or drive and take a pull-up jumper. But no, he dishes to inferior players. And even when he passes to Kyle Korver, Korver's been off the last three years. That guy made a few threes this last game, but anytime it was crunch time, Korver was building bricks, you know, building a house with his bricks. So that's what I don't understand is – if you're going to be the greatest of all time, you should want to take the last shot. You want to be Kobe. You want to be Dwayne Wade. You want to be Jordan. You know, you want to be the guy that takes the last shot. So that's why I, I still can't say he, he's even in that discussion, in the GOAT discussion. Yeah, he's, this, he's a great. He's one of the all-time greats, but he can't even be in the greatest of all time because he can't. He doesn't even want to take the shot to win the game, to tie the game, or to take the lead. Okay, we we will we'll extend this discussion to to the next episode. Yes. But we need we need to get a breakdown of Jordan's buzzer beaters and final shots because the the missing factor here is nobody knows how many times Jordan passed at the end of a game. He passed we, we, he, he passed a few times. He passed it to Kerr when they played the Jazz, but he was double and triple teamed. LeBron wasn't double teamed on on these ones. And then he passed it to Paxson against the Suns. Yeah, so I'm I'm just I think that we we can analyze what LeBron's doing now and 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 sort of knock him down a few notches because he's passing, but nobody can really point back to 
all of Jordan's games in the playoffs and say, well, this, he always shot. He always took the last shot. He didn't pass. He always took the last shot. Well, majority now, of the time he did, but sometimes and, when you're double the, or triple teamed, yeah, he had to pass it, but LeBron wasn't other, double teamed. Here's the other thing. Okay. So LeBron has to win with his team. Okay. His team is, is not going to win championships for him. It's him plus his team. And so at some point, you have to hand you have to hand over some of the control to your team so they know they can win a game if you need them to win a game. So in this situation, LeBron passes the ball, George Hill gets it, he gets fouled. 90% free throw shooter with two shots. And maybe LeBron gets a shot off with a probability of making it of like 40%. So do yep. you take the two free throws? Or do you take the 40% shot? Now look, everything leading up to that said, like, okay, LeBron, LeBron could have made the shot. Because he was draining threes, mm-hmm. he was driving to the hoop. He was hitting he was everything. Hitting yeah, he was, was jumpers. Fifty nine percent. Yeah, 59% percent shooting for the game. It was crazy. I mean, I think he even purposely took a three from the spot where Curry took it, just to be like, yeah, I can yeah, do that sorry, too. Yeah. Sorry, Bell. <laughs> I can do that. I mean, I really think he did. Yep. I, it was just, it was like a, it was like a dominance, like, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Like, it's yeah, okay, yeah, he does kick the ball out. I've seen him do it. I've seen him take game-winning shots too, like he did against the Raptors. I've seen him carry his team down the stretch, like he did against the the Warriors in in Game One. But at some point, he's not going to be able to win every game, and he needs his team to do that. Well, and he, in certain situations, he's got to he's got to let his team have a chance, you know. Yeah, but not crunch time. That that's the difference. Is when when you're the man, when you're the alpha, when it's crunch time, that's when you take over. Not yeah, you want. Your teammates to chip in during the game, but when the when the game is on the line, you want your best player, you know, taking the shots. We we can do that. We can do this analogy with most football. Baseball is kind of hard because of the lineup, unless you switch your D, you know, DH because you can't really switch your in your lineup. But same thing is for football. When you want to score that touchdown, who are you going to go to? The quarterback is going to go to your best receiver or tight end. They're going to, you're going to call up a play that's going to get your best player the ball and that's what you want you want the game winning score the game winning shot game winning touchdown you want your best players with the ball and lebron is the best player and he he has the better shot of driving to the hoop getting fouled and shooting versus george hill you know taking a shot you know and getting fouled but that's just me but yeah you, but but that that's the thing is is there's a difference in crunch time when you shoot 90% but it's not crunch time yeah but when the weight of the world is on your shoulders. That takes that's that's a lot of pressure than when it's just some random time during the in in, in regulation and in, in the other quarters, not when the game is on the line. Well, yeah, and I I mean I I don't know. Um, I see I see what you're saying, but I still think that yeah I think LeBron could have won the game himself. And to be honest with you, if they did win the game, it he basically would have won it. By himself, he would have. He yeah. would have had. Well, he should have. He would have had fifty-three points if he makes that last shot, right? Yep. And then they would have scored one hundred eight, so he would have basically had half his team's points. And I don't know, man. LeBron, we've at least in this playoffs, we've seen that LeBron is a very intelligent player. Oh, he is. Like yeah. he, he recited yeah. seven plays like in a row. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not trying to take anything hits. away from him. I'm, oh no, no. Well, I'm just. I'm just saying. Like you know, his teammate said he knew the Raptors plays better than the Raptors did. Yeah. So I just, dude, situational awareness, man. 
Maybe LeBron realized what was happening, read the defense, understood that somebody else probably could have gotten a higher percentage shot off and, and, and took it. I guess we don't think of LeBron as a mathematician. But what if that's what he was doing? What if he knows that the Warriors are going to play this particular defense and in order in order for his team to have the best chance to win, he's got to he's got to make a move and exploit the defense, exploit the weakness, open it up for someone else and, you know. Yeah, you put it yeah, but like I said, like I said, but in crunch time when the game is on the line, you want your best player to take the shot and LeBron is their best player because he's he, okay, hypothetically, let's say he got, you know, he, they played this defense where he couldn't drive to the hoop. That's why you work on your game. You 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 drive then pull up because that that's the one of the hardest shots to block is a dry pull up shot. He could have done one of those too, because oh, yeah, because they yeah. even if they would have cut him off to drive in the hoop, he could just pulled up. And he could easily shot over Draymond and Steph Curry. So, like I said, that this is where I I agree with with Skip Bayless is when it comes crunch time when when the when the light you know he's on the big stage he always passes the ball and the greats don't do that magic doesn't do that jordan doesn't do that yeah they'll do it if they're you know quadruple teamed but if they need for the most part they take the winning shot you know magic with a hook jordan with a jumper over russell jordan how many over Edo, you know what i mean it's just kobe kobe made all those winning shots you know what i mean is is you need to have that that relentless that killer instinct to take the shot because it's on you no one else is going to do it but you yeah, but LeBron has the killer instinct, man. Well, not not well, not in those not in those situations. Because if he did, he would have taken the shot. Because uh, he, he's he's made I, he's made winning shots. What against, about the Raptors? And, what about the Raptors, well, man? Well, they're, they're, he won two games. They're 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 Lebronto. They're the East is a joke. That's my that's be my another argument. He's had an easy road to the finals the last eight years. Every team okay, he, well, let, he plays is a joke. Let's let's break this down. When you say that a team is a joke, LeBron has the ball. With five seconds, well, he's the he gets the ball with the game running out. It doesn't matter if the team is a joke. What matters is if he makes the shot. Yeah, right. Yeah, he does. So, so that's, and he did. Yeah, he won two games. The, then why didn't he do it against the Warriors? Because he had an easier defense than he did against the the Raptors. The Raptor, if the Raptors were smart, they would have double and triple teamed him to make him pass the ball away. But no, they they just oh well, there's LeBron. There he goes. Let's watch him score the layup. That you know, or at least foul him. Do something. That was. That was dumb on Dwayne Casey's uh, part. That's why he's fired. That's why the the NBA coach of the year is no longer on. This is like the first time in history where where a coach has won NBA coach of the year and he's fired right after that. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, look. Um, we can continue this discussion yes, next we'll, week. We'll, we'll, we'll table have, it. I have, I have a stat. But I'm not going to drop a stat on you in the middle of the conversation. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll wait until next week. Okay. But I just... I don't know. I I see what Skip Bayless is saying. I don't think that it's entirely true. I think that that it's it's um, magnified or maybe caricatured a little bit. But other things we have to realize too is that Jordan never took a team to the finals four years in a row. He would, yeah, like he, he retired. He, he did three. Whatever. He did three. Yeah, and and nobody has ever been wait. Nobody like in the modern area from Jordan on has ever been to eight straight finals. Like, yeah, but I can also make the argument that, like I said, the Eastern Conference has been a joke since then. So, well, it's it's true, but LeBron's teams, aside from the Heat, okay, have also been a joke. So the competition hasn't been as good as Jordan's. Not even close, right? Not even close. Yeah, in the play in the Eastern playoffs, yeah, Jordan's played sixteen yeah. Hall of Famers. Yeah, in the, in the Eastern, 
in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Well, even but, e- even but the team Jordan, last year, though, the, the team that the Cavs, though, had a great team. He had two All-Stars. He had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, along with J.R. Smith. And uh, what's his face? He just got traded to the, the Jazz. Uh, he was dating the, the actress. I can't remember his name now, but he, he, he was a good role player. You have you still have Kyle Korver. LeBron's actually had more role players than Jordan ever did. Yeah, Jordan had Pippen, but then when people say Rodman, Rodman was 35 years old, past his prime when he came to the Bulls. So all he did was is just rebound. So Jordan essentially... Horace Grant? Yeah, he, that was in the first three, not the last three. And he Steve got traded. Kerr? Steve Kerr right. was just a role player, but he wasn't... He's he's not as good as any of the players as he did. BJ only played for the three. He wasn't that good after he left. These okay. pl- those players weren't as good as Kyrie, Shane Battier... Uh, who else can I get? Ray Allen. I mean, yeah. Okay, for the Heat, yes. We can, well, let's just say that his first three games, his first three finals with the Heat, uh, or his three finals with the Heat, are basically like Jordan's first three, right? Because that's when they both had like their best players, right? Yep. Well, yeah, the last three. What's that guy's name? I, I'm going to have to look at the roster because he, he still had But the game. last three are the different ones. Last three are different. Like he didn't. You know, there was no Dwayne Wade or Chris Bosh yep. for the but, last three. Yeah, but he still had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love and J.R. Smith and that other guy. I can't, my mind's going blank. It's the Heat. Like, he was a, uh, he was the guy who couldn't really shoot outside, but he was a good defender. He was on the, he was on the Knicks with J.R. Smith before uh, he tore his ACL. Uh, I have to look it up. But, well, we'll just table it and talk about it next week. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, now moving on to foosball. Actually, we should probably table because we're, we're running out of time. I think we'll go over if we talk about the the uh, the owners and the anthem. Yeah, yeah that's so that's a, that's a different show discussion. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes. we we can probably talk a whole show about that. So we'll table that till next week as well. All right. So now moving on to the NFL. Clay Matthews is in a uh, celebrity softball game, and he gets a line drive to his nose. Essentially, breaks his nose. So do you think? You think, uh, well, then Cam Newton had a kickball tournament in Atlanta over the weekend as well. Do you think a lot of these pro players now will not play these, or at least play softball, or at least play, at least wear one of those, you know, those uh, guards that covers your face? Because I don't understand why you wouldn't do that anyway, but, but that's just nuts. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a good question. Uh, I would say that you should always use protection so to speak. <laughs> um, especially if you're a pitcher, man, it's just not worth it. Yeah, you like, get hit in the face. But to be honest with you, like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, if you... The main things that you have to worry about are um, detaching your retina. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to getting hit right in the face... Okay, detaching your retina and a concussion. But then you're talking about cracked nasal passage, yep. shattered orbital bone, speaking from experience. Um, and those those injuries they can be life-threatening well they can't really the thing is is you can get back from them pretty quick Mm -hmm. like you sometimes you guys see break their face sometimes you see guys break their face in the nba and they wear one of those masks so um i wouldn't say that it's super super dangerous but it's not worth it man to get hit in the face with a softball right yeah like even if you do just crack your nasal passage break your nose or whatever Throw a mask on. That's what I say. They do it in football. So I mean, come on. They just wear football helmets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just wear. Let's wear one of those Batman masks that Embiid wears. The carbon fiber. Yeah. 
But well, essentially, I think Joel Embiid though, if he if he didn't wear it, it could have been lethal though too. If he would have got hit in the nose, because it, it, isn't it? I don't know if this is if this is just a faux pas or what, or one of those myths. If if you shove someone's nose far up, that can kill them, right? Is that is that yeah? True? I mean, I guess so. I mean, like it could you know pierce your brain or yeah, cut off the, the blood supply or something. I don't know, but usually, I mean, when you get hit in the face, you're dealing with like either a broken nose or a broken Orbit, face, yeah, orbital bone, yeah, cheek. Yeah, so um, the recovery time is is pretty quick. I mean, I would say maybe a month, a month and a half. But after that, I mean, you've got rods and titanium in your face and stuff. And so it's <laughs> call you metal. No, I'm saying it's, it goes yeah. back to normal. You might have some a loss of nerve damage. Like I have a little bit of nerve damage like, to my face. Oh wow. Um, but either way, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's you just don't want to get hit like that in the face. You can wear you can wear a face mask. It's not a big deal, man. Yeah, that's what they should. They should wear like because most softball players now wear that that guard looks like a, a face a face mask. They wear it yeah. over their face so they don't get hit. Yeah, you should, especially in a celebrity game where there's nothing really worth. I'd be more worried about tearing an ACL or ripping something, just running around the bases. But yeah, but then you got the the physicality of the the ball going after, you know, your face. So. And that and that is my reasoning as to why I don't play church softball anymore. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I I like I I, I played uh, like a season two years ago and tore one of my quad muscles, um, strained it, sprained it, which is the one that's like a partial tear. Partial tear is a well, it's a strain. because yeah. a sprain you just elongate the the ligament, but a tear a tear can be more of a strain. Eh, depends. Just, uh, they can go. Yeah. Because even even a, a spr- even a high ankle sprain, there's no such thing. You tear the, the membranes in between your tibula and fibula. So technically, that's not even a sprain. That's just you you tear those muscles there. That's what uh, Thompson had. He has a high ankle sprain. So we'll see if he plays tonight. Yeah. So I think I, I said, like, when I was playing, I, I remember I, I posted on my Facebook page when I got hurt. Like, my goal now, my goal when I was younger was to run faster than other dudes. Mm-hmm. Now my goal is just to run fast. <laughs> like that's, that's how far I've fallen and I, I just I don't even I don't really even have an interest in playing softball anymore because I feel like it's just a, an injury waiting to happen oh so. it is it is especially when we as we get older even though we're not super super old yet is yeah there there's too many liabilities there you got bats you got balls flying you know you could trip over the base tear your knee uh, that type of game is yeah, is a little I wouldn't want to do slow pitch softball but yeah, for those of you that want to take that risk have at it <laughs> yeah just warning when you get close to 40 it just becomes an entirely different game yep you're not as fast you're not as limber i mean it's all about the flexibility yeah so, uh, so many double meetings in this conversation <laughs> I about know, softball I, I know right <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on we got the memorial open tigre tiger woods not tiger mike tiger woods shoots a final round of 72 so his putting was off so he missed what was it he missed seven putts inside of five feet so he was 72nd among 73 players who played four rounds and yeah he just sucked at putting yeah and i I think this goes back to what you and i what i you and i were talking about a few weeks ago i think that he first needs to build the physical stamina to Mm -hmm. finish out um a 72 hole tournament now i'm realizing that he probably needs to build up the mental stamina too yeah, that's that's when you get the mental part is you, you think of uh, like even when I play golf, a three foot putt isn't a give me all the time because the lines and where it lies, you know, one if you, you might hit it too hard, might not 
hit it too soft. It just doesn't want to go to its home. Yeah. Now, I regardless of of whether or not he's making putts, if he's fading down the stretch, just think about how much of a feat this is for somebody who was out of the sport or injured for so long yeah. before he had a full season. Like it's it's crazy, man. Like between his injuries, between everything that happened, I think like ten years ago, yeah, all the drama yeah, with his family and his you know, divorce, and yeah, it's like he's competing with the best players in the world. Yeah, a lot, it, a lot of these guys were, you know, kids ten years ago when he last time he won a, you know, won a tournament. Yeah, it's 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 insane, and obviously it's good for the sport, but yeah, he's back. It's amazing that he's being able to do this, man. I just, I can't believe it. Yeah, because he shot a 72 first round, 67 second round, 68 third round, and shot 72. So he finished, or 72 his last round. So he, he finished nine under par. That's still, you know, respectable. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 really not quite as good as you and I have done in the past at Memorial, but it's yeah. still pretty respectable. It's still pretty good. Yeah, we, we shot in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the mid sixties, you know, we, we shot pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So tell us about uh, Bryson DeChambeau. You know, I don't know much about this guy. As you pointed out before the show, he won the John Deere Classic a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he ended up being in a three-way tie at the end of 72 with a 19-year-old and one other dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe he won uh, yeah. on the first on the first playoff hole. And he, he is a proud wearer of an ascot hat. Ascot. There's so many oh, things going on in this podcast that have so many multiple names, <laughs> especially if we were in high school, had the sophomoric humor. Yes. So he wears an ascot, which is like uh, the hat that like tapers as it moves forward and kind of like flattens out. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to like the Bruce Arians. Yeah. Bruce yes. Arians hat. Yep. Also, uh, it is the hat of choice for Michael Scott from the office, his ah, yes. alter ego <laughs> date, Mike. Yep. Date Mike. Nice to meet me. Date a backwards Kangol <laughs> ascot hat. I would I would advise against that. That's what she said, right? <laughs> right? Yep. So it's it's just not a good fit. But he pulls it off. Bryson pulls it off. And mm-hmm. and that's a great name too. It Bryson DeChambeau. So. DeChambeau is like French. Yeah. And then it's crazy. A 19-year-old kid was in it. Well, uh Bryson won the I think he won the P, the 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 NC. He's the one of the very few players since Lefty, Phil Mickelson, and a few other players that won the U. The amateur championship, won uh, won the NCAA championship, and winning a PGA uh, tour tournament. So wow, okay, he, he's doing pretty well. Yeah, that is crazy. And he was born in 1993. Yeah, wow. So I was ten years. 20- I was ten years old. <laughs> Yeah, so he was he, in high school. Yeah. <laughs> when Tiger was good. Yeah, when Tiger was good. Yeah, he was just probably a freshman or a sophomore. Wow, that's yeah, that's that's just nuts. Yeah. Well, I, I was actually watched. Speaking of sophomore humor, this is we're going off script here. Have you ever seen the movie Milk Money? No, I haven't. But uh, I would love to hear about it, Tiger Mike. So that brought me back to my 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 teenage years when essentially. Uh, What's his name? Harris. Uh, what's his face? Now I got to look it up. Essentially, Harrison Mel- Ford. No, no, no. Melanie Griffith and Del- not Del Harris. That's the coach on the Lake on Lakers. Ed Harris. Ed Harris. Yes, Ed Harris. So Ed Harris is in it. So he, he's he's uh, a widow, and he has a son. And these sons 
He has two friends. So essentially they're teenage boys, you know what teenage boys think about. So Melanie Griffith plays a pro, you know, a prostitute. So they they go off to this the, to the main to the city to uh, uh maybe I should say how should I say this? They were you know guys are uh or teenage boys, guys are too, but teenage boys are fascinated by the female body, so they went to go seek that out in the this is a PG movie or PG-13, so it's not you no know, crazy movie. But so they go seek th- they go seek this out. They meet Melanie Griffith. Melanie Griffith saves these boys from a guy who tried to you know hold them at gunpoint. Then, long story short, um, Ed Harris and Melanie Griffith fall in love. There's always some drama between them. But yeah, so that 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 brought me back to my middle school years when I watched that movie. I haven't seen it probably in over twenty years myself. So Tiger Mike reveals his junior high crush, yes. Melanie Griffith. Melanie, actually, she was my she wasn't my junior high crush. Jenny McCarthy was my middle school crush. Oh, okay, yeah. there is, she, yeah, I'm sure she has been the crush of many a many a, a boys middle school, <laughs> and just many people, many guys in general. So yeah, so yeah, so there there's the the sophomore humor. Yeah, because I have Amazon Prime, so I'm like, oh, it's on there. I haven't seen that in a long time, so it's actually it's it's a funny movie. It, you know, you got to have that you know teenage sophomore humor to get it, but. You know, that's just that's there's a I, little bit of that in all of us, isn't there, Tiger? There, Mike? Is, there is, there is. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, actually, my my other childhood cr- middle school crush was Wendy Peppercorn from The Sandlot. Oh, okay. Now that is a very wholesome. Yes, that's better than Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that that was my other my that oh yeah then Alicia Silverstone Alicia Silverstone was my my I think my sixth grade crush. Dude, you were playing like the '80s hits, man. Oh, or, or at least late, ni- early late, '90s, yeah, early yeah. '90s, late '80s. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> actually, more yeah, because I was—I'd be too young if I was the late '80s because I'd still be in kindergarten, I think, in first grade. So, so who who are you? Who are your? Uh, maybe your wife doesn't want to hear this, but who are your uh, teenage crushes? Did you have any teenage crushes? When I—I'm uh, trying to think back to high school, junior high. I, to be honest with you, I can't really remember, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know why. I think I was more of like a, you know, a classmate crusher when I was in ah, junior so high. Like, like the ladies I, in class. Yes, I, I was fixated on, on my my uh, fellow classmates. classmates. <laughs> yeah, the the lady classmates. Although I never did anything about, it. I was really shy. So it was more just a, an unspoken, unrequited love. Well, you, you didn't buy them like Valentino-grams or the Christmas-o-grams where you buy something then during whatever period the, the, the student council will deliver them to the class. Did you even do that? No, because I was too embarrassed. Oh, like I, I, Somebody asked me to go to my high school prom, and I didn't tell my parents for like three weeks because I was too embarrassed. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but that's no, just how I was. No, I was really fine. shy. That's how you are, yeah, that, that's, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with being shy. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right, so what do you got going on the rest of this week? This week, uh, going back to the grind of working and, um, you know, I'm going to be watching the Cavs Warriors. Um, I'm also, Tiger Mike, I'm also prepping for the World Cup, which I'm sure we'll talk about in the future. This is going to be the first year that I buy one of those like uh, big brackets like that you see in bars. Mm -hmm. So you can keep track of the teams and all that. So I'm looking on Amazon right now to find one and I'll put that up. And um, just so the listeners know. 
the World Cup is being played in Russia, mm-hmm. since all the games there are at night, they for for the East Coasters, they are on a rotation of, I believe, 8, 11, and 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, so nice. that's very good for Привет, us. Привет, привет. Привет. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, uh, I'm looking forward to it because the World Cup is one of my favorite sporting events of all time. Nice. Who's, who's your team? Well, since the United States is not in here uh, this year, I had to do some 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 searching, and I'm going to go with Brazil and Mexico. Oh, uh, because Mexico. and Brazil's not like a you know like a, a revolutionary choice, but mm-hmm. they haven't won the World Cup in a long time since the, I think they were played in the United States back in 1994. Yeah, it was 94. Yeah, four. 98, six, 98, somewhere. 94 Saga, one of those ones. Yep. It's been a while. Um, but they have great players. I think they could have made it to the finals last year, but Neymar hurt his back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Mexico too, because they're our neighbors, man, and they love soccer. And uh, if we're not going to be in it, then I think it's great that they're in it. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. So, yeah, that's that's those are my those are my. If you read Sports Illustrated, they're going to try and get you to cheer for Iceland because they're the smallest country ever to make it to the World Cup, and their coach meets with the fans of the official Icelandic national team fan club. Oh, really? Like two two hours before every game at this bar in Iceland, and he reveals the game plan. Interesting. So he's the fans. So the fans, so they know what's going on. Oh, you want to hear it? Have you heard the story in Iceland? That they have so many single women there that they want men to move there to marry their women, and they'll give them five grand a month. Yes, I. This goes back as far as at least to 1997 when I had a sociology professor at San Diego State basically tell me that because she lived there. So, um, I, 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 I would back that up with fact. Circa 1997. Okay, maybe San Diego, California. <laughs> maybe maybe Tiger Mike needs to move to to Iceland. That's true. Dude, you could we could have Tiger Mike Sports Show Vic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then then you can go to all their soccer matches too. You can just come out and see me, and we, we can learn the game plan. But they say that because the country's so small, it's very easy to to put together a good youth program because the network is so tight. Oh yeah, it's so small. Um, and there's you just everyone can use facilities, and it's mm-hmm. not overcrowded. Yeah, it's not overpopulated. Yep. Yeah. True. True me what's going on with you not much same old same old just uh i might start doing more uh social media work for the the football coach for dennis guile so i gotta get in contact with him and see yeah i'll start learning to be a a quarterback's coach so yeah that's gonna be that hit the gym because we i have a conference got to go to in august so i gotta get in better shape so i gotta lose the the athlete or the i think i have more of a dad bod now so i at least got to get back to an athletic dad bod so We'll see. I got some time to do that. Okay. All right. And I'll be a vegan for the next month as well, because in my my church we uh, we go we go vegan for the next month. I would say so. We have another fasting period. Oh, okay. Well, I think we need some updates on this week to week updates about the vegan lifestyle with, with Tiger Mike. Tiger Mike. Yep. Yep. All right. Well. Thanks for joining me, JR. It's always been fun. Can't wait. Looking forward to our uh, our LeBron discussion tape that is tabled for, yes. for next week. And likewise, Tiger Mike, always a pleasure to talk sports with you and with our beloved listeners from all around the world. All around the world. Yeah, so I already forgot what countries. But yeah, if you heard the last episode, episode uh, 20, this is episode 21. 
But if you listen to episode 20, if we called out your country, email us at the Tiger Mike Sports Show at gmail.com. Give us your name and we'll give a shout out to where you're from. Make sure you download, subscribe, and rate on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music. We're also on Stitcher as well. So yeah, give us feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at Tiger Mike Sports and at Tiger Mike Sports Show. So thanks for listening. Take care, everyone. Have a great week. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Tiger Mike Sports Show podcast. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Help support the show at patreon.com slash Show. For more episodes, articles, sports news, and all of our social media info, check out our website, tigermikesportshow.com. We'll see you same Tiger time, same Tiger channel.